HerbMentor.com. This is HerbMentor Radio. You are listening to Herb Mentor Radio on HerbMentor.com. I'm John Gallagher. My guest today is Henriette Kress. Henriette is an herbalist from Helsinki, Finland. She is author of two herbal books, Practical Herbs 1 and Practical Herbs 2. Henriette has been publishing herbal content since the early days of the internet and now runs an amazing website called Henriette's Herbal Homepage and has wide respect across the herbal community online. She also frequents the HerbMentor.com forums, which we are most thankful for. And you can pick up Henriette's books and check out her awesome herbal resource um, at her website, HenriettesHerbal.com. Henriette, a big welcome to Herb Mentor Radio. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me. It's finally, you know, like you've been on this, you've been on the forum helping out and, and answering questions. And you've been such a great presence there. And, and it's just been, it's a long time coming. So I'm, I'm glad we finally had a moment to uh, speak here. And some of that's the time difference. Like it's uh, about a well, nearly 11 for me. And <laughs> <laughs> PM <laughs> and you're of uh, uh, eight, eight, nearly eight between eight thirty and nine in the morning. So it's like it's uh, so. Good morning <laughs> to you. Good morning. Yes, good, good <laughs> <laughs> it's my first interview to Finland. You know, so <laughs> so. Um, are you actually from Finland? I'm from Germany. You're from Germany. Okay. So um, you say your first experience with herbs. Uh, began with your grandmother showing you the red color you get when you crush St. John's wort flowers between your fingers. Can you, can you, uh, was your grandmother an herbalist? Can you talk about her? I think she was an herbalist, but she, um, I, I'm not sure if she helped uh, very, very many others except for her uh, close family. She knew, she knew a lot of herbs and made uh, oils and vinegars and tinctures and teas all the time. And when we visited her in summer, she told me to go get this herb from that meadow mm-hmm. <laughs> when, she, when she didn't have the time and, and things like that. Sounds a lot like the, our Wildcraft board game. Grandmother says you out into the uh, meadow to pick herbs for you. Um, so that really did. So you, you knew how to make herbal remedies since you were a, a child then. Yes. And she showed you that. Yes, and showed me the herbs and how to pick them. Do you think that was common amongst um, the families of you know in Germany when you were growing up? Like, did other kids of grandmothers who did this? Do you think this was something specific of, that she did and was interested in, or something that kind of everybody might have done? Uh, it it wasn't really weird, but it wasn't common either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think between common and and. And really, really uncommon. Right. Okay. Okay. So exactly. So, um, do you uh, do you remember any specific uh, remedies, like your first one that you made that she showed you, or other uh, experiences that you had at that time? Well, we went uh, in spring for a walk uh, uh, f- uh, to the woods and meadows, and there was one meadow that just was was overflowering, <laughs> overflowering with uh, um, uh, primula, which is primroses. Mm. And she said, "Yes, now we pick these, and we picked a lot. <laughs> it's it's good for cuffs." Oh, what what did you what did she make with the primrose? Well, she dried it for later use. Okay, but we we picked a lot, and uh, she had a garden, of course. Who, which herbalist 
who can have one doesn't, and uh, she had lavenders and uh, all uh, all kinds of things there, and we picked lavenders as well to try for for these small lavender bags, packages, uh-huh. bags, and they help you sleep. Oh, right. Like little yeah. satchels or like yes, little, yeah. Yes, yes. And you, pick, uh, you put one of them under your underneath your pillow and then you sleep better oh fantastic <laughs> and it and it smells nice and if you get tired of the smell in the middle of the night you just grab that that <laughs> bag and and throw it across the room <laughs> <laughs> throw it at the cat <laughs> yeah uh, yes. yeah we did that uh, pretty much every time uh, i visited and also when she visited us we went for long long walks and she showed me uh, Showed all of our, her grandkids with <clears throat> all all kinds of trees and flowers and what they are good for. And did any of your uh, siblings uh, get or cousins interested in herbs as well? Do they use them now, or are you kind of the lone herbalist of your family? Uh, one of my cousins is interested, but she's not half as interested as I. Mm-hmm. I think she buys her books, but uh, I'm not sure if she does anything much beyond what uh, usual Germans do, which is pick to pick uh, some wild uh, and garden herbs for teas. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Let's fast forward a bit, and you're you've uh, you've become a grown up, <laughs> and mm. uh, and 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 I believe you have a degree in economics, right? Yes, yes. And so, I what's the story here? You were a child interested in nature and herbs. You went into economics, and somehow that childhood came back at you again. Uh, like, how did it all? How did how did the, what's the story here? I'm really interested. Well, I was 16, and uh, there wasn't. Uh, I couldn't speak Finnish. Uh, Swedish is the second language in Finland, mm-hmm. official language. So there weren't any uh, uh, remotely herbal type schools in Finland, which I could choose when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And there was biology and there was botany, but they were in Finnish. So I took the easy way out. I went for economics. There is a saying here that it's for the uh less the 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 less good kids of <laughs> better families <laughs> they go into economics and it is boring as anything i imagine it's it's so boring <laughs> well well having started <clears throat> having started on that i continued um into a master's degree and then I went to logistics, and that's quite nice. You get to swear at uh, truck drivers and uh, harbor <laughs> workers uh, uh, when they're not doing doing what you want them to on time to get the sh- uh, the containers onto the ships or mm-hmm. off the ships. Mm-hmm. That's quite uh, that's quite interesting. It's colorful people, and it's a colorful job. But then they uh, asked me to take over the finance manager position because mm. I had the the. Uh, the school for that, I could do it, and right. that is so 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 boring. Hmm. Bookkeeping and 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 ah, book closing and oh, no. <laughs> but the pay was good, so I saved, and uh, then I went to Michael Moore School in Arizona. Oh, so you came to America to learn? Oh yes, I could have. I think I could have, from my knowledge, uh, 
uh, taken on clients at that point, but I didn't have the courage to. Mm -hmm. So then I went to the Southwest School of Botanical Medicine and then uh, I got the courage to see clients. And then I came back to Finland and I've seen clients. Um, I've, I've been a herbalist full-time since 1998. Okay, so in Finland, you're a herbalist. Now, in Finland, are there licensed herbalists or are you seeing cl like clients as a consultant, like more like it is in the U.S.? How does that work? In Finland, uh, we, are, we are not licensed. We are... Uh, uh, consultants, yes. Uh, currently, there is uh, very nice um, legislation in Finland. It allows for alternative practitioners to just do their thing. Mm -hmm. mm, but um, it's um, they're uh, working on making that more strict. We'll see where that ends up. Yeah, because it's, it, the, the laws, the stricter laws around herbs, um, have that effect in Europe? Has that affected um, your work in Finland, being able to access herbs? Um, we have always had some restricted herbs. Mm -hmm. um, we have this uh, law that says that uh, that and that herb can only be used for internal medicinal use if mm -hmm. you are a pharma pharmaceutical company which has the uh, license from the medical authorities. So we have always had restricted herbs, but uh, I think this is much better than the German setup, because in Germany you have a list of uh, allowed herbs, and anything not on the list is restricted. Really? Yes. Wow. That's, yes. So how many, yes. How, how many do they have on that list of allowed ones? It, uh, it's the Commission E monographs. Oh. It's three hundred, I think. Gosh. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's too little. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So then you just have some ones that you can't. So, um, so what's a day like? Uh, how many clients will you see on a regular basis there in your practice? It's a few. It's a few a week. A few a week. Okay. And is uh, um. Are there a lot of people looking for herbalists? Is it is what is herbalism like overall in Finland? Are, are there a lot of people uh, wanting to learn? Is there a, a resurgency of people wanting to learn and interest, or is it always just kind of been there? Like, what's the culture of of herbalism there? Um, when I started, people to told me that herbs were just uh, um, uh, humbug. Yeah, just bad. Exactly. Nothing, nothing, nothing real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but nowadays, days people uh, tell me, "Oh yes, my grandma used to do that." Mm -hmm. And um, I teach a lot. I teach really a lot. And uh, because if you are a herbalist uh, with not too many herbalists around, teaching is a very good way to get clients. All oh, right, right. You get perhaps one client per one hundred people you teach. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, so you have to teach teach a lot. Well, that that's a good tip for anyone listening, even here. I imagine the more you teach, the more you probably will find people that connect with you and become clients. Now, do you, yes, and, mm -hmm. and and the clients who come to me, they know what kind of person I am. Absolutely, because they have been to my lectures. Do you make the remedies that you um? Pro, do you provide remedies that you make for your clients, or do you have them uh, purchase? Uh, herbs from the shops uh, I make almost everything they get uh, the tea blend right 
right before uh, uh, during the consultation I just opened the big cupboard with herbs and they they say ooh mm-hmm. ah wow I want <laughs> I think that I have some, <laughs> yeah I think I have some 400 herbs in there and then um, uh, I have an alcohol license so I can give give them tinctures but if it's one of the restricted herbs that is generally available in Finland I tell them to go buy it from the shop okay now, when you uh, th- those herbs in your cupboard, um, are you wildcrafting a good bit of them, or? Oh yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Wow. It's one of the benefits of being an herbalist to go and pick herbs, because of course ladies have this uh, 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 need to go and gather. Mm. Hmm? Mm. You know, uh, we get a kick out of just going and filling a basket with something. And uh, in in cities, this often shows as a shopping urge. But uh-huh. in the countryside, it's uh, wild crafting and berry picking and mushroom hunting and things like that. And wild greens, of course. In Finland, uh, we never forgot about wild greens and wild berries and wild mushrooms. And there's a big interest in that uh, in the season. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, everybody does it. Practically, except for those who who live in cities who who don't have the connection. Well, how how far? Uh, I mean, you're 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 pretty close to the city, or in the city, or your Helsinki. So is that uh, are you outside of it where you're able to go out and harvest things pretty easily? Or oh yes, I can I can go out the door and a uh, hundred meters that way is my favorite nettle stand, and two hundred meters that way is my favorite ground ivy, and I have a garden of course, and there's uh, there's all sorts of plants growing, and we have this every month every month's right in Finland, so I I am actually allowed to go pick herbs now without asking anybody. Wow! For, for really. Yes, that's, that's amazing. Every, and we can also pick berries and fungi mushrooms without asking anybody about. Now, I mean, oh, so backing up again, I mean, so are you like, is is it an urban environment you're in, or are you more like right outside of the city? Uh, I am in a suburb, and suburb. this is a gar- yeah, a suburb, and it's a garden suburb. Got so it. that means that uh, all the houses here have gardens, hmm. and that means that they have. Uh, uh, fences with weeds outside. <laughs> right, lots of dandelions. There, yes, 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 and there's also uh, parks close by. Very, very many parks and a, a small woodlet. Now you small just woods. must be busy when things are happening because you, I, I'm guessing you have a pretty short growing season way up there. <laughs> oh yes, oh, you, are, you are so right. It's like, it's like quick, the plants is- are out. Pick up. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and then oh no, it's that season is over. How did I miss it? This this spring was uh, very very fast. It was like a week. This this we had a very cold, long, uh, late winter, and then all the plants were just waiting, and we got a warm spell with little rain, a little rain, and then woof, everything was in flower. And because it was so late, the spring was so late this year, we had uh, early summer flowers at the si- same time that we had early spring flowers. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, <that> goodness. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> the franticness you must be go through at that time. <laughs> yes, it's like I have to go go out and pick. pick. Mm. Yeah. But it's it's lovely. That's why you write all. You must then, you know, write these books during the long winters. <laughs> yes, I 
Yes, but it's it's part of the teaching. I mm-hmm. uh, I wrote my first book in Finnish in 2000, and uh, that has been out of print for I don't know 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the the next book, uh, they because it sold so well, they asked me to write another one, and that was out in 2001. Mm-hmm. And that those those two books in Finnish, they have been uh, they, they are uh, they have attained a cult status. They are. Utterly unobtainable. Oh wow! <laughs> Here in Finland, they're not available anywhere. There was even a, uh, our largest newspaper had a piece on on my two books, where they tried to fulfill Christmas wishes for people, and one lady said, "Yes, she wants Henry the Chris's books." Have you uh, okay. have you thought about print on demand here? I think you could uh, just upload it to a. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, I didn't make. I didn't do the layout uh, on those books. I've I've contemplated making them available as as, as PDFs, uh, but I'm too busy for old books. I li- I'd rather write new, new ones. New books. Speaking of which, let's get to the uh, your newer books, which um, you know, so they're 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 called um, practical herbs, and there's and 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 uh, or if we're talking to a European audience, so it's practical herbs. Um, yes. and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I don't mean to, uh, <laughs> I, I do not mean to offend. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just no, no. kidding. All right. So, uh, one and two and uh, two picks up where one left off with uh, a lot of different remedies in the beginning and then lots of other great plants. And so, um, let's, why, what was behind your, your wanting to write this series, the practical herb series? I had uh, the, the the two older books I finished. Mm-hmm. Every every time I did a lecture, and uh, as I said, I do lots. Uh, people kept asking me about those books. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, aren't they available? And why why won't they do a second printing or third printing or whatever? And I said, well, I've I've asked the publisher, and they just won't do it. And then I got um, uh, um, I wrote. Another one in Finnish. I updated uh, a lot of of the information in those two books and uh, picked uh, some herbs which I thought would would do well in would would suit would fit together in that in in, in another volume and mm-hmm. and uh, just wrote the book and sent it to a lot of publishers and uh, the last publisher said no uh, <laughs> nice but no right at the time that my little one went to daycare aha uh-huh. and then i said okay my options are publishing myself and i need to do a layout and i need to learn how to do a layout and i need to have somebody proofread and uh, i have a lot of friends of course in finnish in the finnish uh, herb uh, scene, mm-hmm. so to say, because it's small circles. So I asked <laughs> pretty much all of those who work with the words to proofread them, and they did. And they were very nice. And then uh, the book was really good and got rave reviews. And then I thought, hmm, yeah, I could translate it into Swedish, which is the sec- second official language in Finland. And then I thought, when that did quite well, I thought, mm, yeah, I could, in fact, make it English as well. Hmm. Have you done a German version? 
No, I won't. I won't. My German isn't good enough anymore. Oh, I, uh, really? We moved to Finland when I was uh, in the in my early teens. Oh, okay, okay. So my Swedish, Swedish is perhaps my best language, and Finnish and English, and then German. Okay. And then a bit of French and Russian, of course. <laughs> of, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Doesn't everybody? Yes. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, I can read her books in those languages. It's so like what they say. What do, you, what do you call a person who speaks one language? American. No. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, expect, I expect you know, a lot of Americans know Spanish as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took classes. <laughs> so, um, what I, you know, so what, what, when writing practical, practical herbs, like what, what is the um, kind of spirit and feeling like an intention or other intention behind the book? It's like, it's the same intention I have in my website and in my teachings mm-hmm. and in everything I do. It's making herbs accessible to people because the law certainly isn't doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anywhere. Anywhere, we, uh, uh, everywhere you look, if you if you check recent laws on alternative medicine, they are um, making it more difficult for for herbs and herbalists to be about. But you can never take away uh, uh, the the ability to pick your own, to make your own, if you have the knowledge to. So what I do is I give the knowledge. That is that is. My entire reason reason for being an herbalist wow. to help people find herbs, use herbs, do herbs, and I'm against anything that restricts uh, herbal use to uh, a few professionals. That's, that's not how herbs work. Work. That's thank you for saying that. It's amazing because that's exactly why we we do what we do for the same reason yeah. that uh, that's to make herbs ac- accessible to people, to yeah. um, to make it simple. And, yes, and, um, because it's not difficult at all. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> it's no. very easy. Yeah. No, just like your, uh, you know, it's like the image of your grandmother taking you out in the field and, and, and harvesting and making the simple remedies. And With a kid who's five years old. Right, right. <laughs> if a five-year-old can do it, so can anybody. How about <laughs> your five-year-old? Does your five-year-old make... Uh, oh, she's a, her- she's a herbalist. Or she'll, she'll be one when she's... We have made salves and tinctures and teas. and Yes, and she knows what to, what to ask for when she has a tummy ache or mm. when she's eaten too much. <laughs> mm. <laughs> she's, she's sweet. What's her name? It's Ka- <clears throat> Emily. Emily. Uh, it's... it's uh, uh, caraway you just chew on a few caraway seeds if mm-hmm. you have a if you have eaten too much and if you have a tummy ache if you have a, uh, one of those tummy bugs going around you take chamomile it's amazing how fast that works uh, but it's unsweetened so if you make a chamomile tea you just take it un- take it unsweetened and she's never had medicine in her life mm. except for herbal medicine my uh, daughter is doing their for the holidays. They're doing a little uh, school store, and they're doing their and they're making their own things. And they're they kind of do like a little trading thing at the school. And so she's making lip balms and her winter tea. <laughs> yes, that's so, so nice. It's so cute. <laughs> yes, that's that's amazing. It's it's right. It's it's just it's correct. It's it's what you should do. Yes. And Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. It's my favorite part is the kids and, and uh, that far part yeah. of it. Um, so, 
in in practical herbs then the book uh well i want to get into like how 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 do you have it organized because in the beginning you have a lot of the um the you go right into the basics and identification and and uh and drying and picking and preparing and and that's what's great it's just very simple practical advice and um i love that it just gets right to the point and pretty much just about everything the simple stuff that what you need um so i was wondering if we could go on a bit of a herb walk with you i love doing that when i have people on the show and to talk about some of your favorites and i thought we would maybe focus on the new book a little bit um uh, practical herbs 2 which just came out recently yeah. and and so i want to start by asking you about a this is a selfish reasons uh, because I'm. Uh, <laughs> if it was daylight, I'd be looking at the tree outside my house right here. I could see it, but um, it's quite odd out in the Pacific Northwest for someone to have a horse chestnut tree outside uh, oh, wow. in their yard. Um, and so uh, I, there's one on the na- in the neighborhood I can see way down. I've got a black walnut right near me here, but I've got there. I've seen those. So, um, so okay, talk, tell me a little bit about horse chestnut. Oh, it's lovely. It's so pretty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In flower, it's one of the most gorgeous trees there is. So, uh, horse chestnuts are great for varicosities and hemorrhoids. And <clears throat> every year, <clears throat> I make them. I make either the fallen fresh fruit or the leaf into oil and salve, and uh, sell it to people who have either hemorrhoids or varicosities. And I have. Uh, Clients who come for uh, the same jar or two every year and apply it every every day or twice a day to their varicosities and they get smaller and disappear little by little because it's so good for the veins externally. You can tincture it internally, but then you'd have to be careful with the dose because too much will give you give you a violent purging, <laughs> Ex- explosive diarrhea both ways. <laughs> so you really have to be careful with the dosing. But other than that, it's uh, uh, well externally, it's no problem at all. And then, of course, because it helps with uh, sagging tissues, it also helps with bags under the eyes. Oh. So. Yeah, so, but bags under the eyes are, of course, a, a whole different uh, thing. Help your kidneys, help your liver, and sleep enough. But anyway, um, the <clears throat> when I sell these salves, I usually mention that, yes, it helps with bags under the eyes as well, but you have to, to take another jar than, than the one you take for your hemorrhoids. Right. <laughs> good point. It's yes, a good way yes. to sell two jars to people. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, they only ever take one because they take it for either the varicosities or the hemorrhoids. But it's a fun way to to yeah to sell things. And then <clears throat> uh, uh, peop- uh, pregnant ladies, uh, I, I sell uh, three times a year at uh, a local small, very small market. So when I see a pregnant lady walk by, I, I shout out, I have a hemorrhoids <laughs> across the room. <laughs> And those those ladies who are on the second kid or or more than that, they say, "Oh, really? Yes, nice." And the one who are expecting their first, they just walk by, nose in the air, nose in the air, because they don't know what's uh, what's going. What's coming going. up? <laughs> yeah, no. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's uh, it's very nice. And the the leaf works as well as the uh, chopped up uh, seeds, if not better. And usually I put uh, ca um, calendula in there. Mm -hmm. I quite like uh, calendula in almost all my salves. And then uh, some yarrow helps make it even more effective. Oh. But it's it's really really great for varicosities and for hemorrhoids. So another another set of people who love uh, this horse chestnut salve is uh, hairdressers because they stand all day, so they get varicosities. Wow. Huh. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so uh, any anything else you like using horse chestnut for, or is that pretty much the main? That's 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 I did not know that about horse chestnuts. So very cool. You didn't? No, really? no, never it's... used it. I just uh, just always oh. admire the tree, but I've never actually. You know, it's a yeah, they are they are so pretty. My little one collects them, of course, when they're falling in and very pretty in mm. in fall. They are so gorgeous, and then it's two or three days and all that. Those different shades of brown that are glowing through the the horse chestnut, um, uh, the the fruit they just fade into a, a single dull brown. It's like, ah, why did this have to happen? <laughs> but but they're they're really it's it's a really great remedy for that, and I haven't used it much for anything else. So let's uh, move on to juniper. Oh, yeah, that's a nice one. Do you want me to start oh, talking about juniper? Well, or, I uh, would love that. Right <laughs> so, We're very uh, informal here on our mentor radio. <laughs> yeah, Just so, go for uh, it, Henriette. <laughs> uh, so you use the, the berries or the really finely powdered wood, or you, you use the the needles, the, the leaf. Mm -hmm. The berries are a, a prime example of um, showing how different um, herbal medicine is if you prepare it differently. If you chew the berries, the bitters come through and then it's an, a di digestive remedy. Helps with your gallbladder, helps you helps with your digestion from mm. the beginning to the end. It's make it makes everything juicier, hmm. and it's actually quite sweet. So it's a great one to give to people who don't have a gall gallbladder anymore. Um, if they chew on a or juniper berry or two before uh, twenty minutes before each meal, they they can eat practically anything because their gallbladder is now primed or their liver is now primed to release uh, gall in an, uh, about 20 minutes. This is the single best holiday tip everyone you're going to hear on this show. Choose some juniper <laughs> berries and you can eat anything. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. But then you get the, the what's, what's called in Finland we eat uh, ham for Christmas. It's mm -hmm. a traditional sure. one. So we get this uh, overeating of ham <laughs> and one one local herb guy said that uh, uh, then you should do caraway for the ham poisoning <laughs> when you just eat too much. <laughs> Juniper is great before but do caraway after. Caraway after. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, that's that's one. It helps the digestion if you chew it. If you make it into a tea, uh, the essential oils come to the front, and then it's great for a cough if you have a cough. If your lungs get more blood than usual, then the essential oils oils go into the lungs and uh, help clobber any viruses that might live there, mm. and uh, it helps with your cough. And if you don't have a cough, then it helps with your cystitis. And then if you make a tincture, you get the resins. And the resins help with, uh, uh, well, they, they kick the kidneys a bit and then they help with your cystitis. So oh. it, it, depending on how you, how you prepare it, you get uh, different actions from the same plant and the same plant part. Do you the have- leaf, yeah. No, I was gonna say, do you have advice for that for people in learning? Because there's when you have a plant like this that has so many uses and different parts, do you just recommend just taking your time and exploring different parts of it, like like learning one plant at a time fully, or you know, like that? I have distance students and uh, uh, in Finnish, and I require them to uh, for each uh, part of the. Uh, of the course, they have to uh, uh, really get into three different herbs. Mm. So they have about uh, two or three months to do three herbs. Because uh, I think that you can't be a herbalist if you don't know herbs and if you don't use herbs. So they have to make teas and tinctures and syrups and oils and whatever you can from various herbs and use them and see what effect they have and what what they taste like. And I get these uh, plant uh, reports from them and uh, some of them are, right, this tasted bad. (laughs) (laughs) Or this had me run to the loo all the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this I shall give away. <laughs> they are they're great. They're really fun. Um, yeah. So I think that yes, you should you should concentrate on a few herbs at a time and learn them well. So uh if we continue with the juniper, you can use the leaf, the, mm-hmm. the greens, to make any lean beef taste like mousse. And this is a tried and true because, of course, we get German uh, visitors. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's no mousse left in the freezer, then lean beef will do. <laughs> With a bit of juniper. And so they think they're eating mousse? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it gives a venison taste to to, to beef. I'll have to try this. Then, yes. And then, then there's this uh, salmon on uh, on juniper branches. It's it's fantastic. Wow! Just your usual uh, oven baked salmon, but put it on top of uh, juniper branches. And if you do, you have to put uh, tuck all 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 parts of the twigs underneath the salmon because if you if you bake it in 200 degrees centigrade, which is some <laughs> for 500. I have no idea what that is in Fahrenheit. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> if you if you have it in a hot oven and uh, the needles uh, are dry, then the minute you open the oven door, it will burst into flame. <laughs> oh. 
Of course, you time your uh, salmon <laughs> to be done by the time the guests arrive, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. So you open the oven door and then you have a fire on your hands and you, then you shout, open the back door and then you run through the house <laughs> <laughs> with your burning salmon. Yes, that's very, very interesting. <laughs> but only do it once, yes. <laughs> that's hilarious. Then, yes, you have to tuck everything underneath, but it's so tasty. It's, it's amazing. To try that, we have a lot of salmon up where I live in this area, so we can get salmon at our farmers market every Saturday, just fresh salmon. Oh, lovely! Uh, yeah, oh. in the Pacific Northwest, and two hundred centigrade is around four hundred Fahrenheit. In case you're wondering, out there in awesome. radio land, uh, internet land, <laughs> yeah, and it's ten minutes per. Uh, well, it's ten minutes per centimeter of uh, fish thickness, so that's uh, twenty-five minutes per inch of fish, fish thickness. Fantastic. At 200 degrees, so hmm. and skin side, skin side down, but cover it if you have only half a fish. When you do, when you do classes, um, where you're, where you are, do you uh, do like weekend type of things, or like teaching, teaching um, certain topics, or do you have like any longer term apprenticeships that you do? I, I have these distance students, and that's a two year thing. Mm-hmm. So they. Do they ever come and hang out with you in person, or? Yeah, once once a month they have a possibility to do so, but they don't have they don't to. Don't have to, because they are uh, Finland is uh, well. We don't know really how how big is, uh, a country. Big country and also kind of probably hard to get around in the winter times and times, huh? Well, winter is no problem here. Oh. Oh, okay, you guys, are, you're all used to it, right? So, it's a, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, you get a little bit of snow where I live, and the whole place shuts down. So, no, no, no problem. <laughs> but if if somebody is, uh, is is 500 miles away, they're not coming down for uh, for a for 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 our thingy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm. Um, uh, I have about. I have a handful of students up north, so I go there once or twice a year. Oh. That's a thousand miles away. Oh wow! Wow. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> or perhaps seven hundred. I'm not Something quite sure like on, the miles. on the miles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what about uh, another another herb here? Ground ivy, and that stood out for me. So that's, ground ivy. That's so lovely. It's uh, well, some people don't, don't like the taste at all, mm-hmm. and some people just love it. I'm I'm among those who just love it. You. Uh, you can test if you like it or not. If you see one, uh, it's all, also called gill over the ground. Mm-hmm. So if you see one of those leaves, you you pick it and you taste it, and it's aromatic. It's it's great, and it's one of the drying uh, anti anti inflammatories in the mint family. Hmm. So it's great for facial mu- mucosa if they are damp and bogged and and um, congested and that's what makes it great for tinnitus for sound in your ear and it's it's equally good for uh, uh, sore throats and for uh, bogged noses and things like that but because it's so good for the tinnitus i mainly use it for that Uh, it's it's very easy to go and pick it in quantity I mean, last time I went uh, to my ground ivy patch, I took a pillowcase. And here's a great tip for picking things. If you want to pick more than a basketful, take a pillowcase, because that then compresses quite nicely. And uh, uh, you can fill 
uh, one dehyd uh, one large dehydrator with the contents of one pillowcase. It might, it, it's just from from top to bottom. It's it's uh, so full, nothing more fits. And then you have it uh, run for a while, and when it's bone dry, you take another clean pillowcase, mm. and then uh, just crush everything in there. Hmm, that's a great way to garble the herbs. Great in the oh, yes. case. Oh yes, yes. But you have to, of course, you have to take out uh, gar- garbage uh, from the yeah. from the fresh herb before you put it in the dehydrator. And in in uh, ground ivy, there's leaves. There's uh, there's um, these uh, conifer needles. There's uh, old branches. There can be anything. But Right. But it's a really great way to get a lot of herb fast. You just grab the ground ivy and take it and make a big ball and put that and then the next and the next. And if you go there a week later, you can't even see that you've been there picking. Wow, it just covers right back up again. Oh, it's yes. Amazing. It's a great It's a great herb. I missed that herb. Uh, it was very uh, common on the East Coast where I grew up and uh, in the Pacific Northwest. You just don't don't really see it <laughs> okay so I miss it. <laughs> My, so, if it is it's invasive but you know yeah it, it's invasive here too yeah. i planted in my in Wait. my garden in a uh, um um and uh, the helsinki park people <laughs> looked at me like i was crazy <laughs> and said no 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 not that one you'll never get rid of it <laughs> i said yes i know <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to get rid of it it's it's in my lawn it's in my it's in my herb garden it's great it's great it's and it flowers so prettily in spring <laughs> but you pick it when the leaves are fully grown grown in in july or something in spring they are just tiny tiny little things mm-hmm. Well, at least where you live. <laughs> yes. Well, the, the, they are. Uh, they start growing big mm-hmm. leaves in, uh, in, in, in high summer, yeah. Mm. Wow. That's very cool. And, yeah. and uh, what, okay, so um, then how, let's go on to, uh, let's see here, going through them, um, just trying to think of the ones that pop out at me. How about elecampane? Oh, wow, that's so great. Uh, I actually have a piece of root here because I like it so much. Mm. <laughs> so, such a great taste. So, it's aromatic at first. And when I first tasted the fresh root, I thought, wow, this tastes great. Wonder why it isn't used more. And half a minute later, the bitterness hits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I know. Uh-uh. A minute later, all sense of taste disappears for an, uh, for half an hour. Hmm. It's great. It makes for a tingly mouth. <laughs> it's lovely. And <clears throat> I've used it for cuffs. And there was this lady who uh, had... Uh, she had uh, chronic sinusitis and very slimy cough and had had it for two or three years and went to hospital with a lung inflammation, inflamed lungs, uh, once a month for a week and had her sinuses punctured every now and then because they were oh. just so congested. And I tried all sorts of uh, cough and lung herbs on her, and, but uh, nothing really worked until I hit the elecampane. Mm-hmm. And that worked because it had to do, her cough had to do with digestion. Mm-hmm. It's, of course, a drying uh, cough herb. It's very aromatic and drying, so that's why it... But uh, so is thyme, so is sage, 
so is hyssop. There's a lot of drying of herbs. But the elegant pain is also very bitter. So that helps if the cough is due to digestive problems. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And uh, that ties in, of course, to uh, 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 the lungs being uh, coupled to grief. So if you have grief and start to cough from that, then you should take elecampane. Hmm. Elecampane is great for grief. And then... <coughs> and then... Uh, it's uh, the, the Christopher Headley, who is one of my mentors. He's a UK herbalist. He's, he's so great. Uh, he said that it's used for elf shot. For what? And that elf shot, it's uh, uh, an English uh, ailment, an English uh, disease, where the elves shoot you <laughs> and all your energy runs out of the holes their arrows make. So you get burnout, you get listless, you get... Oh, can't do anything. And uh, it's because the elves shoot you. Yes, because <laughs> all your energy runs out. And interesting enough, it's been used for a lot of very interesting bacteria and viruses, which are hmm. uh, long-term and uh, sapping. They just take away your strength. And elegant pain helps with that. But in addition, it also helps you stop to dance to the music. You know the the current uh, dancing to the music is uh, uh, today's uh, working life. Mm-hmm. You just have to co- go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, and work and shop and work and shop and work and shop and work and shop, and then you can't stop. But if you take elecampane, you suddenly can. This is a, this is something I'd never heard about from about elecampane before. I usually just had use it for coughs and. But uh, mm. for for what you're saying there, that that's that's interesting. So it, when you do that, uh, how, how you're just chewing on some root like you're just doing, or maybe a tincture, or well, syrup is of course syrup. the tastiest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so bitter if you take a tincture. It's right. <laughs> like I like uh, honey. Just putting it in honey. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Yes, yeah. that works. Uh, or you can chew on a piece of root, which is why I have, have some pieces of root. I like the taste. Right, right. But a lot of people can't take bitter. Yeah, you're, you're, like that, that. you're, you're odd that way. No. <laughs> well, I'm a herbalist. <laughs> I'm a herbalist. It's, it comes with the territory. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Liking bitters, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, willow. Mm, that's a nice one. Of course, uh, willow bark is a traditional one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's uh, great for all kinds of aches and pains, but I think only externally because it's so rough on the mucous membranes. So if you do willow tea or tincture, you're likely to upset your stomach. Mm -hmm. Stomach lining, you can even get an ulcer Hmm. if you take it long term. So externally, it's very good for aches and pains. But of course, in Finland, we have meadowsweet, which is much, much easier to pick in quantity. And which is gentle on your mucous membranes. So I use meadowsweet for people who have ulcers. And I don't use uh, uh, willows. Oh. Willows make them worse and uh, meadowsweet helps. Because meadowsweet includes mucilage and, and sugars and things. And then uh, uh, one of my students asked me, well, yes, willow bark, but uh, springtime is over and it's a bitch to, I'm sorry, um, <clears throat> it's very hard to take barks off branches. And um, um, 
what should I do? I said, well, take some leaves. Leaves. There's lots of leaves in the willows. You can make a full body bath with them. And she was really amazed at the uh, how effective it was to help with a full body ache after the right. really hard work. Hmm. Just a full body ache and a full body willow leaf bath. It's, it's really good. And then... Uh, because I have all these classical texts on my website, uh, uh, um, King's American Dispensatory, they mentioned uh, willow catkins for excessive hormones. Um, I'm a well-known herbalist in Finland, well, as well-known as any herbalist, I think, in Finland. So <clears throat> I get various phone, phone calls, and um, once a year or every two years or so, some unhappy... A uh, person calls me to ask what they should do for their uh, really overdrive uh, sex drive. Uh, my partner is leaving me because they can't take it anymore and I love him or her. What should I do? And the answer is willow catkins. And um, you shouldn't really go pick those willow catkins when they're small and pretty silvery things, but wait until they're uh, an inch, uh, one and a half inch long. Because then you can just milk the branches and you have a basket full in no time at all. And then you make a tincture. And fresh willow catkin tincture is great for all sorts of uh, uh, hormone, uh, um, uh, sexual hormone overdrive. It's great for teens. It's great for uh, uh, otherwise oversexed people. I expect it would have been great for monks a few, for a few centuries ago <laughs> because they weren't allo- allowed to, so of course they went over over the top. And then it's great for menopause, both male and female menopause, when uh, there's just too much. When they, <clears throat> when they can't stop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it helps uh, teens uh, uh, get a get a grip on their hormones instead of the hormones getting a grip on the teens. Well, which is I am nice. so I'm writing this one down because I have a <laughs> I have a son just in that just entering his teenage years. <laughs> and you know, I start spiking his drinks with it. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you should you should tell him it helps with it helps with teenage acne. Oh, because of course, yes, because of course, of course, it, uh, of course. teenage acne is hormonal. Right. So it helps that. But of course, in addition, he should help his liver and uh, uh, cut out uh, junk food and things like that and yeah. take zinc. Zinc is very exp- is important for teenage acne. Okay, that's good to very, know. Very, very. Yes, yes. Give him a lot of seeds to chew on, sesame seed and almonds and sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds. And um, it all helps. Every little bit helps. So, with the uh, catkins on the willow, any specific uh, type, or just uh, you know any kind of willow, any salix? You know, you know, King specified black willow, and that's uh, I asked the Dendrolog- Dendrologic Society in Finland. Well, do we have any black willow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, one of the head gardeners of a botanical garden said, well, yeah, he tried to plant it a few years ago and it was so ugly that he ripped it out, so no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there are some hybrids. And, of course, willows hybridize readily anyway. So mm-hmm. I've just picked any old willow because how can you even tell which type it is when they're in the catkin stage? 
Right, right, right. Unless you're really into your willows. Right, 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 right. Oh, thank you. That's that's great information. There. Let's do one more play, and I have some questions about your website and stuff. How about let's do some a little more uh, traditional people use a lot. How about thyme? Oh, that's so great. That's... You, you say that about all the plants here, Henry Adams. Of course, I love them. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> of it's I like did. Rosemary Gladstar. Every time she talked about a plant with rosemary, she'll she'll start it out with, "Oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite." <laughs> Time is great. It, it's so it's so tasty. It's it's a it's a, a pungent, a hot, uh, really aromatic and drying mint family anti-inflammatory. And because it's so tasty, uh, I I add it to the herb tea blends of clients who who are in need of an anti-inflammatory mm. because it helps with the inflammation and it's tasty. I mean, uh, quite a lot of plants aren't that tasty to normal people. Huh? <laughs> right. I mean, I like them all, but <laughs> some people don't. Yeah. Well, except for so palmetto, that's ghastly. <laughs> and then there's valerian, which I can't stand, but uh, the rest are quite nice. <laughs> the taste of uh, the yes. Yeah, but time it's it's very very good for for cuffs, for sore throats, for um, congested noses, for uh, tummy aches. It's uh, you can make a, a, a compress for uh, for for menstrual pains. But of course, uh, menstrual pains are uh, almost always uh, magnesium deficiency, and you need to do magnesium and vitamin B if you just curl up in a corner and wish to die every month. Hmm. It's not it's not Oh, I mean, a lot of ladies have told me that the magnesium and B was a lifesaver for them. They 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 were surprised that uh, menses can be like, oh wait, I'm bleeding, instead of being in misery for a week before. Mm. So it's really that simple. It's magnesium and B. But time for cuffs and cough syrup, of course, is one of the best ways to take it. And then you can make a hot thyme tea because when you have a cough, you are in need of uh, warm drinks anyway. So uh, make a strong thyme tea and add some uh, add some honey, and then you drink it uh, in sips until it's uh, until it's all gone, and then you make the next cup. And in uh, <coughs> in uh, France, where it's where the real time is wild, we only have one of the uh, creeping ones <clears throat> in the wild over here. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, where in, in in France, where it's wild, they say that you should drink so much that you smell of time. Then it's enough. Mm. Of course, if you do that much every time you have a cough, you start to <laughs> like time a, a little less. Right, right. But it's but it's such a great such a great herb. It's it's lovely. And then you can make a thyme honey, and one of my cli- uh, one of my students did that and gave it to me. They crushed up thyme uh, into a powder, and then they mixed it into honey, and it's a deep, deep green. And you take a teaspoon when you feel you're in need of some thyme. It's lovely. Hmm. So everyone uh, listening here, and when 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 you go through Henriette's books, so I said the part in the beginning we'll go over some basic remedies and really great tips uh for making them and and some of her wisdom she she shares a lot of her wisdom about things that can go wrong and things to you know how to how to how to do things more correctly in case you get some problems with some of your your remedies but um when she gets to the part with the plants there's 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 a lot of uh recipes and on all like 
in the text with where the plant's described. So that's what's really beautiful about it. It is really practical because you go through um, and also different, and you also uh, blend in or, or, or kind of put in there uh, different common um, ailments as well. So which is really great as well. So it's it's just incredible. Both of these books are just absolutely awesome and incredible. And, and they're all herbs that anyone in North America would definitely be using. They're common herbs. I mean, the first book has, uh, um, well, the, well, the ones I said we, we just went over were, were from the second book, but there's a lot of other herbs in there too. But, uh, but you'll definitely recognize all of them and probably ones that you've used. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, at henriettesherbal.com. Now, um, what I want to ask you about next uh, is about your website because you've been compiling information online since like the earliest days of the internet, right? Oh, yes. 1994, 1995. Uh, I was online in 1992, but not under my own name. My then boyfriend said, uh, he was uh, at the University of Helsinki in computer sciences, uh-huh. so he had access to the internet, which nobody else had. And then he he tried. He was he kept trying to get me on there. I said, "Ah, boring." And he said, "Well, there's herbs. What herbs? Yes, where?" <laughs> and that was Usenet, and then there was a herb mailing list. It was lovely. <laughs> wow. So I was I was online since 1992, and in 1994 I got my own. Uh, email account and then in 1995 I um, uh, um, Sunside uh, uh, University of North, North Carolina asked if I wanted to make a herbal website I said well yes wow. and then I put on uh, 200 photos which was really rare back then mm-hmm. nobody had photos online and the uh, herb facts and uh, things like that and uh, we had a, a competition going with Michael Moore back then because he had his website then too. So anytime he added something a little more substantial to his, I was, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, what should I add to mine? Right. <laughs> so I don't think he would have uh, d- done so much on his website or I on mine if we hadn't little, had that A little going. friendly competition there. Oh, yeah. that was, and we, and, Of course, yeah. we're best of friends or we were best of friends. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. yeah, and you get that sense too. Like, uh, for those who haven't been on Michael Moore's uh, site, uh, it's just an amazing resource of photos and, 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 and drawings uh, and classic and texts and, yeah, and, books. And, and, and just so much to explore here. It, it's, it's, it's very, you know, you'd never, when you just land on the homepage, you'd, you'd never guess the, the depth and, insanity that you've put into this over the years. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's been online since 1995, my site. Michael's was, uh, was living as files on Sunside before that, and then he moved it to his own website, I think, too, in 1995. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's 18 years, and uh, I've taken out a few things, like the rants. I had I had rants uh, about emails I kept receiving, <laughs> but then I, I I came to the conclusion that no, they're just negative energy. I take them out. 
Oh, okay. This, as people ask me, yes, tell me about all the herbs there are, and then I would answer something sarcastic, hmm. in a uh, <laughs> in the style of, well, yes, uh, there are about uh, two hundred thousand or five hundred thousand plants, depending on who you ask, and uh, about uh, from ten to ninety percent of them are medicinal. So, I I <laughs> think that you should tell me about all the herbs and let me know when you're done. <laughs> it's like things like that but that really was just negative energy uh, the only well yes a, a lot of people told me wow they're wonderful but those were the same people who got the same kind of email and didn't have uh, sarcastic answers to them so <laughs> they just laughed loud at, uh, at what I thought up about them yeah. oh, wow. but I took that but other than that I have just added to it all the time now recently <clears throat> I've added some English old works, uh, John Hill and uh, the other one, um, I don't remember, another John, I think, and then there's Salmon on there uh, from 1710, an English old book, very nice, but it's uh, one of the books which have F instead of S, so it's really, really hard to OCR it properly. What what so. what value um, do you find in the those really old texts? I mean, I understand that you know it's it's we, there's um, you know only say because of the culture and everything was so different and the, and the language and the measurements and everything. When you go through these these old texts, I mean, it's one thing to preserve history. I, that's amazing, valuable thing. But as an herbalist. What value would like I have or somebody else listening in exploring some of the old, really old texts? Like Salmon from 1710. Yes. Uh, it's a printed book, so it's not handwritten, so it's actually readable. And it has fo uh, pictures, uh, drawn, drawings throughout it. Mm -hmm. it. He tells, for example, that ground ivy is, is great for ear noises, ah. which we still use today. And he was... Uh, 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 he, he used humoral, uh, humoral uh, theory, so he had uh, hot and damp and, and uh, warm and cold, which we use today if, you, if we use herbal energetics, Western energetics. And you don't find Western energetics all that often. And um, um, oh, uh, one guy who helps me with the proofreading says that he actually likes to proofread for himself not just for my website, because of all the insights that Salmon had about a lot of herbs, which he can use in his own practice. He's a medical herbalist in England. Wow. So, so it's still valid today. And he, uh, Salmon was, of course, one of the great in Europe. Right, right. I'm just looking, so he, uh, looking on your site here, Salmon 1710. Uh, yeah. Or it's uh, the English herbal. herbal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And he's huge. It's enormous. It's some 2,000 pages. I only I only have uh, 300 pages online and uh, about uh, of those uh, 188 currently are proofread. I haven't gotten all that far in putting the proofread pages online like they should, but I'm getting to it. I'm getting to Win it. Winter's here. <laughs> yes, of course. And and I don't have any book projects uh, currently. I'm taking a year off next year. Oh, nice. Um, yes, I'm, I'm doing the website things and uh, I'm doing distance students things next year. The year after, I'm planning either a wild food book or 
in Finnish, or one about having fun with plants, like uh, uh, <coughs> Angelica Blogans and uh, uh, dandelion dandelion uh, uh, flower roots. That is needed. There is not one that. Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be There's fun. There's so much fun to do, and because I've done a lot of uh, uh, outdoor uh, uh, lectures, people have have shown me all of these we, oh you don't know uh, that well this is how you do it oh we must promote we must add that to the or uh, promote it with the herb fairies uh curriculum because i think the <laughs> yeah. kids would love that you know yeah but that's uh in 2015 that's not not next year that's the year after oh that's fantastic so. yeah i'm i'm planning already i've i've i need but i need somebody to take pictures because i can't take pictures when both hands are busy mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Well, you set up a video camera and you just roll it and just do it in front of the video camera. Then yeah, you take the video and then you can get images, still images from the video. Ah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yes. yeah. See, I do this stuff. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I have to do that. That's a good idea. Or, of course, I can ask my husband to help me. Right. There's only <laughs> in summer when everything is nice and doable. So your books, uh, Practical Herbs 1 and 2, we can go to Henry, henriettesherbal.com and to get to get those and uh of course they're in english and if you're listening and speak finnish or swedish we got those two um now looking on here as well you do um print copies of these right yes yes okay of course so you can choose a print copy which is really nice as well totally worth it so yes right there on the site yes and what else oh and you just might see uh henriette by the herbmentor.com forums from time to time. And thank you so much for doing that. It's always such a treat to have you by there and and, and uh, sharing because I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, what an amazing, amazing teacher herbalist they have just kind of popping on there and sharing. So thank you for doing that. Oh, it's my pleasure. That's great. <laughs> it's, it's what I do. <laughs> thank you. I mean, we, we definitely are honored. Um, again, and you all want to go to henrietteherbal.com right after you're finished here listening to this right now, henrietteherbal.com. Henriette Crest, thank you so much for joining us on Herb Mentor Radio today. It's been awesome. Thank you. It's been fun, yes. Well, lovely to, lovely that you wanted to have me. Oh, it's been awesome. And we'll, we'll have you back sometime and go over some more of these great plants. So thank you so much. Visit learningherbs.com for free courses, ebooks, and monthly lessons. You'll also find the Herbal Remedy Kit and Wildcraft, an herbal adventure game. Herb Mentor Radio is produced for herbmentor.com, our community mentoring site. Herb Mentor Radio is copyright learningherbs.com, LLC, all rights reserved. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it.